Georgia Dow is a therapist, but she's not your therapist. This show should not substitute a personal consultation with a professional. trying to record disruption this week and i started to record it and then my roommate at my dorm was on the phone and she was talking very very loudly so i had to leave my dorm room and sneak off to the social lounge where i'm recording isometric this week i am staying at a dorm a historically back college this week and it is just like deja vu because I turned 40 this year. And I'm staying <laughs> Did in it a bring dorm. bring back memories? It's a little weird, Georgia. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Like I woke up this morning, my roommate's like like banging pots and pans around. You know, and I'm like, I want to, I don't know her well enough, but I want to go out and go, hey, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Stop talking so loud. And then, like, I left my towel on the bathroom floor. Oh, you never like, want to do that. That's that's that. You don't have to burn it now. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Now you can just burn yeah. it. Burn yeah. it. Yeah. There's no, no saving that towel. It's not that. It was like I feel rude because I'm not being the good roommate because I'm at home. Yeah, you just throw stuff wherever. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at home you just burn the towel for fun. You know, that that's that's different. So do you have to so put a sock there... on your on your dorm room door before you start recording? To make sure you don't get interrupted. <laughs> yes, Steve. Now we'll, they use we'll a work. sock. No, I don't think that's quite right. I don't. I don't. I don't think that's quite right. <laughs> or a necktie, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've got my. I've I got my things backwards. I want to hear about the crazy parties. That well, it's yeah, it's weird. You know, usually I speak at a lot of colleges. And I'm at the point where I don't really read the details anymore. <laughs> and I think if I'd read the details, it said, hey, you will not be staying in a hotel. You'll be staying in a dorm with a bunch of strangers. <laughs> I, I think I might have gone, are you sure I can't get a hotel? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's Well, I guess yeah. that's the only way they can afford you is to put you up in student housing rather than pay for a hotel for you. I'm getting paid right, well love, for this. I love, yeah. I love that it's not only that you're in a dorm room, but you don't even get like a private dorm room. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's so, like, so do you have the top uh, bunk or the bottom bunk? Well, no, I have uh, I have my own. It's it's like a suite thing. So, yes, oh, okay. I have my own bed. That's important <laughs> to me. <laughs> Frank is like, free. you can go to an air bat, you know, an Airbnb. We just got our tax refund. I'm like, no, we will stay the course. <laughs> so, oh, my yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. So did you yep. get your Nerf gun to be able to at least like terrorize the, the students <sighs> of uh, it, college to be named later in order to, you know, to, to hunt them down with Nerf weaponry? Steve, there's no way I could get that gun through security. I'm not even joking. That's not really? a joke. Well, really? come on. A, you don't ever fly and check your bags unless you're very dumb and you're right, just right. asking yeah. to be harmed. Um, so that's number one. B, if you had that in, like, do you think there's, like, we are in America, Steve. I don't know if you've noticed this. America. We're, we're not the most 
normal country. No, I know, know? but if but if we yeah. if we are for anything, it's for you know bearing arms in public. So yeah. you know, if nothing else, yeah. they should let you take your Nerf gun through security. That's a great idea. I will. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> He's trying to get me killed, isn't he, Georgia? Is that what he's trying to do? I don't know if that's good advice. I, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, in fairness, in fairness, I am not the one on the show who is qualified to give any advice to anybody ever. So, <laughs> you know, basically my that's suggesting true. something to you means that you should run away screaming in the other direction. So Okay. Right. Right. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair All statement. All right. All right. How are you doing this week, Georgia? I'm good. I'm tired. I am tired. You're it has always been, tired. Uh, I'm always tired. It's like it's like the end of like this is my like I work like this is my end of my work week. I don't work on Friday. So like everything is packed tightly yeah. into the beginning of the week. So like yeah. this is like me after like I don't know 35 people that I've been talking to for like <laughs> a while. So yeah, but it's also a yeah. hard time of year right now for people. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, let me tell you this is what I need you to do, Georgia. So you'll be on point for the listeners and give them your A game, which they deserve. This is what I want you to do. I want you to get a B12 shot, and I just want you to jab it into your neck when you feel <laughs> tired. Just like, Ooh. just jab it in there and just uh, inject the B12. That'll be good. I, you know, well, maybe, maybe that's what I need to do, because I'm also tired. I feel like I'm kind of a <laughs> caffeine elemental at this point. Like, I yeah. am just, like, my blood is just coffee and nothing else at this point because i've been uh, you know i was i was off the show last week because we had a major implementation at work and i ended up working all day sunday on top of it too and between that and the love with spending all my time with my friends on the mass pike for two hours in each direction every day i think i think i need the b12 shot or maybe like you know, maybe I need to brew my coffee with like that caffeinated water that they had in the 90s or something just to give myself a little bit more pep in my step no, I've I've got the answer here. Okay. 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 So George is about to send me some very high powered nerf weaponry that will shoot <laughs> balls at one hundred and twenty feet per second. And that's before I modify it. That's before I take it apart and put twelve gauge wiring in and put lipo batteries in it and make it shoot so hard it will dent a Coke can. Do you think <laughs> Is it's that past- serious? Yeah, absolutely. You're Do you gonna, think you're it, gonna okay? Bree, Bree jokes gun. about a lot of things. Georgia, does Bree ever joke about <laughs> Nerf guns? That is true. That's true. I should have so, known. I, that so, shouldn't even questioned you. Okay, so do you think it's past me in any way to drive <laughs> to your house before your daughters come home from school and arm all your daughters and Maureen? I know she'd have my back on this. <laughs> And then for you just to park in your little minivan or whatever it's called, and then just like an estrogen thunderstorm, but with Nerf guns descending on you. I would do that. Do you think I wouldn't do that in film it? See, the problem is that that wouldn't wake me up. That would probably stop my heart. Okay. Well, well. <laughs> no, that's not okay. What do you mean? Okay? That would affect show editing, but you know, we figure it out. It's it's a natural consequence. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want a T-shirt that says "Estrogen Overdrive." Yeah, that would be it. An estrogen tornado. I think would. Yeah. <laughs> I like the overdrive. Yeah. Okay. I, estro- I, estrogen <laughs> Overdrive sounds like the name of a '90s indie band. I could see the two of you like being like a duo, singing yeah. like like rock pop lyrics yeah. over that yeah. with angry guitar. You've heard us rap. Yeah. It's like yeah. pretty sick. 
I'm just saying I know that would end well. I know that would end very well for your family. If you armed my middle daughter with uh, with actual weaponry, there yeah. would be like my town would not be standing after that. It would be yeah, it would be like Carthage after, you know, after they salted the earth so nothing could grow again. I like it. I like it. All right. Oh, and we should. Yeah. Yeah. And we. Oh, we should. We should mention that uh, Micah has had (laughs) has has tested um, all of the monkey flies alone recipes. So that's the reason that he's still recovering and he's not here this week. Okay. Can I? Can I guys? Can I tell you guys a dream? Just because it's like so ridiculous, I have to tell you. And I. (laughs) So I can lucid dream. So. Lucid dream is when you can control your dreams. Wait, you can can do. You can actually do that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, yeah. You can train yourself. Why does to do it that? surprise like, me? You know, like you know. So so, anyways, so I, I, not all dreams, but but some dreams I can kind of control myself. Anyways, so in this dream, I'm like flying because my child wants to surf waves, so I'm f- trying to find the best waves, and so I'm surfing from one location to another. Anyways, in the middle of the dream, I uh, I wasn't gonna say this, but I'm saying it anyways. Okay, so in the middle of the dream, I start to fly because that's my favorite thing to do in a dream. If I can control it, I'm flying because, like, yeah. Um, And in the middle of it, I'm like, and then I go, oh, my God, they're going to be so excited that I did this. I'm going to have to tell them. That's what I said to myself in the dream. So, (laughs) And then I got so excited, I thought I was going to wake myself up, but I actually was able to continue the dream. And was that when the the, uh, pterodactyl ate you? There were were no pterodactyls in this dream. Well, what kind of dream is it? Pterodactyl. You got you got to work on your dreaming. You're no pterodactyls. Uh, so there, I think about you guys. Thank you, Georgia. I think about you when I'm dreaming too. <laughs> Should we talk about stuff? Always. Steve's getting jealous. Steve's getting jealous. Uh, I, 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 I'm just trying to get this show to from veering into a direction that it's probably gone about 20 times before. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't need lawsuits. Let's do it. I mean, if you haven't gotten the one by scandal. now, though. That's true. That's yeah, true. they haven't found stuff on you by now. Like, through our show history, I like, you're safe. You are safe. I, I, it shows my integrity, Georgia. <laughs> it shows high level of judgment. I of judgment show. and professionalism and integrity, In my yes. actions, yeah. They got yes. nothing on me. <laughs> squeaky clean. Uh, so speaking of nerf guns yeah. right so so georgia have you have so you're delivering the nerf guns to brie for her to uh to set up the inevitable tower defense game that is the Wu household that I, is it there are falcons on the way uh already and uh soon i'm like you know franks has to be prepared so yeah so what what it is will, the plan right when when this when this package arrives, what is the plan for okay. the first deployment? I'm just going to trust that Frank doesn't listen to this show. Oh, he no, nobody listens, listens to the show. It's fine. <laughs> okay. So this is my plan. So I own two cars right now. I have my Accord and my Audi TT. My Audi TT is parked in the driveway. My Accord is parked in front of where Frank usually parks when he comes home. So I am going to use find my friends and wait until Frank is about a mile from home. And then I'm going to run out to the car. I'm going to hide in the trunk like Breaking Bad. Oh, my God. And then I'm going to wait for Frank to get out of the car and open it up. And then I'm going to stand up from 
in the trunk, and then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot him with the machine gun out of nowhere. And then when he tries to run from me because the hopper has 200 balls, I'm just gonna chase him down. And I don't care if he runs across the street. I don't care if he runs in the house. I'm just not going to stop. And then I'm going to have an additional ammo on my body to pour more balls into the hopper <laughs> to just keep Ooh. shooting him until, like, there's a fatality. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. This sounds like my, I, I, my, like my Heroes of the Storm strategies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh. Uh, this reminds me of like like Rambo. Like that's it. I just, yeah. All I think yeah. about is like I'm gonna have the knife in my teeth as I'm do- doing it, Georgia. It's gonna be amazing. So yeah. So I mean, what do you do, Georgia, when you're trying to like bond with your with your spouse? Yeah. I, well, I think that that's the the fun part is that I like you need to spend time with whoever is your significant other and that you care about. Like you need to bond with them, and so. I love that you guys, like, have the most entertaining ways to, like, bond, like, you know, keep things fun. Like, you know, nothing, I think, is dull at the Woo household. Like, even the dogs are, like, always up to something to make sure you guys are on your toes. And that's what couples need to do. I see so many couples that come into my sessions and they don't do anything together. And I'm like, this would be a great thing to give different tips of things and fun things that they can do together or crazy things that they can do together to have a lot of fun and make things a little bit like just spicy and entertaining. Yeah. So um, we, we, we definitely we do VR together. But we also like I've, I already talked about the game where we try to kick the other person off of the bed. We like fight for the bed. But yep. I'll give you another one that I do that, that I find endlessly entertaining. So every time after we've watched a scary film um, and it's time for bed, I turn off the lights in the bedroom and then like my husband's on the bed and then I crawl around on the floor and make little scratching noises. So then I stalk him on the bed. And I like it. After, after a scary movie, this like this gets your heart pumping. So so then I like will scratch one way and then I'll very quietly run somewhere else and then we'll like in the dark like throw things so he thinks I'm in one place when I'm not and then I jump and pounce on top of him and if I'm lucky I'll throw a blanket first so he doesn't know where I am and then I try to pounce on top of him and then tickle him until you know he he gives up. The Mets, I like that. I like that. We should start a serial killer business. I think we'd be pretty good at that. You can, you can, you can name it Estrogen Overdrive. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. Okay, here's something. There's something Frank and I do. We will go to stoplights, and we find someone in a car next to us. I will rev my engine and challenge them to start at the light, and Frank will just start screaming in the car, and then we'll race strangers at stoplights. That's normal to do, right? Yeah. Uh, probably relatively normal. Yeah? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Uh, we, well, your craziest. We, so we're a little bit lower <laughs> yeah? energy because our children wear us out by the end of the day. So And Georgia's uh, don't? Well, Georgia seems to have a lot more energy than I do in general. Oh, okay. Um, Georgia has the energy to go swimming with sharks and stuff and, and yep. yeah, but, um, I mean, we, we play, the reason that I play as much Hearthstone as I do is cause we play a lot of it together. And a lot of times like we'll, we'll play something. Usually when we're spending time together, we'll play on her account and she'll, you know, she'll play and I'll try to help her get up to whatever rank that she's trying to get up to. And then, and we, and, or she'll just watch me play sometimes. Cause that's, 
you know, entertaining for her too to watch me play. And we just kind of do that together and, and chill out and just, you know, enjoy helping each other and enjoy, um, you know, doing something together that we both enjoy. I mean, we also play Diablo. That's the same way, you know, just to be yeah. able to work together and, and, and just kind of something that's not super, super mentally taxing, but just something that we both enjoy that we can just like kind of grind out for an hour and not have to worry about anything. So. Okay. Yeah. So what about the, I, I, you know, I talked to you guys about this, how I got the switch. So Frank and I could play Puyo Puyo together, um, like with each other. I have to say is the world's best system. It is. I know we've like blasted it a lot on the show. It is an amazing, amazing, amazing system. Like it's so cool to like be just out with your spouse and be able to play like a quick game of Mario Kart or to like get strangers involved so you can like show off your awesome Mario Kart skills together. I mean, it is so fun for that. And it's just like, it adds this, it's like you've been training together as a couple, you know, to then go and just kick butt. It's amazing. Well, we're, I don't I don't have that, which sounds really awesome. Yeah. But what we are looking forward to is the Star Trek, um, you know, Commanders area um, video oh. game for VR. Oh, Bridge Crew. Four players. Four yes. players. Four players. So, yeah. So Georgia, can you is... tell people what that is? Yeah. Because, yeah. Not everyone may have heard so, of what it is, so. Right, right, right. So what it is is that you get to be on the um, bridge of uh, Star Trek Enterprise um, and you each get a different, like, like crew member tasks that you have to do in order to, like, not die. Um, <laughs> and so, so the cool part is that we can do this all on VR. And so you're really going to feel like you're on the Starship Enterprise. And I, I'm just really, really cool. So you each get the different captains. So you can be the captain, helm, tactical, or engineer. And then you each have to make strategic decisions and kind of coordinate with each other so that, you know, the Romulans don't take over because that's everyone's fear. What if you just, you know, welcome your new Romulan overlords? No, yeah, you're the you first get thrown one. off the show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what the escape pods are for. No, what I love about this game is it really requires communication because the captain it's designed so the captain has like an overview of everything, but the captain can't like fire torpedoes or scan things. So you really have to all work together in concert to make this happen. So I am, I am beyond psyched for this, Georgia. And like you, me, Frank and Anthony are going to have to play together when this oh, you game know it. comes out. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. And that's coming out May 30th. It oh, should be wait. a lot of fun. I'm really yeah. hoping that, that they, like the controls are pretty intuitive. That's the only thing that I worry about, but I don't know. I'm really excited. So we will be getting that on the day when it comes out. No, do you need four VR headsets in order to play with four players? Yes. Oh my, that's... But that's, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it's all, it's like any multiplayer game, right? Yeah. Like so, you can, yeah. yeah. You can play with four different people if you want, or you can play your own uh, single single game, but it's, yeah. It's just going to be kind of fun. Wow. Yeah. You could do that and just use your Captain Janeway impression the entire time, Georgia. You can bring <laughs> all, all I'll say, All I'll say the entire time is fire, fire faces. faces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call myself Captain Brianna Way. 
That's it. I'm just going to call myself. I mean, you don't need to wait for the game for that. I think that can just be something that you just do in, you know, normal public life. Just randomly, I'll just go around and be like, yeah. fire phases. <laughs> I mean, what would happen you, if you, you if you started up one of your therapy sessions with that, Georgia? Like, with... <laughs> I think people would walk out. I don't know. <laughs> I think that they would. I think they'd walk out. I, I might. Yeah. I might be wrong. Yeah, it would be like that Simpsons gif that goes everywhere with the, you know, with the old man he like comes in, puts his hat down, and then just walks out. That would be great. That's what I would do if I walked into a therapist's office and George was there. I'd just be like, Bye, y'all. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like a really, you know, like an intense you know, 30 minute discussion and they, they ask for advice and just sit there for a second and look at them in the eye and say, you know what I think you should do? Fire phases. <laughs> and <laughs> just, you know, Follow take the them off guard, Steve. you know, that's, Follow this is why I'm not a therapist. Yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, but you, you, you have you have to you know make it real. That's, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. I so I mean, Georgia, before we move on from this topic, I would I would ask this: like, what what are some of the? I mean, how can you know in a relationship if you do need to introduce more more fun to it? I mean, like, what are the signs that you kind of need to you know take a look and to add more variety into it? Like, what what is it you see that kind of brought this up? So what what usually happens is you feel um, a sense of one just monotony. So it might be that you know you haven't been like it's the we often have ourselves as the last person that we take care of, and so you know if you have kids or pets or work you know obligations that comes first, and then you know health and wellness might come second, and then taking care of the relationship. Relationships are like gardens; they have to be deweeded and watered and taken care of in time. And so if you're finding that things are getting kind of complacent, if you feel that you're not really bonded to each other anymore, if every day in is every day out, you really want to ask yourself, what would I change? Like if, you know, things, you, I don't feel very connected to my mate, why is that and what could I change to make myself more feel more connected? And so it, it may not be something wild and zany. It may be having a picnic. It may be going for walks. It may be turning off technology and just being able to talk and go outside. But you want to do something that keeps you both bonded, you know, makes you laugh. I love what I love about like, like playing video games together or like we're on a team together. And so we're working as a team, which I find is like a really great feeling in a relationship is that we're really partners in it. And it reminds us of that because that's what you are in a relationship is you are both partners to each other. You're on the same team. And if you don't feel that way, you know, doing something where you guys are on the same team playing darts against another cards, whatever it might be, um, is a really nice way to rebond that. So you want to look at it and say, huh, you know, maybe I haven't been spending the time in making my partner feel special. And if so, you should um, do something about that. That'll kind of lead us into our next discussion about about Google Photos, too. But before we get there, 
uh, we should tell you that this episode of Disruption is sponsored by Indeed Prime, which helps software engineers land their dream job. Candidates get immediate exposure to the best tech companies with just one simple application to Indeed Prime. Uh, companies on Prime's exclusive platform message candidates with salary and equity up front, and the sa- average salary offer for software engineers is $125,000. And the best part is that Indeed Prime is 100% free for candidates, no strings attached. If you invite your friends to Indeed Prime, they'll give you $200 when your friend gets contacted by a company and $2,000 if they accept a job through Indeed Prime. So that's like a no-brainer offer that you should absolutely take advantage of. So you can start referring now over at Indeed.com slash Prime slash referral. And and Bree and I can both tell you, like, it's so hard to find good programming talent that, you know, if you can, anything you can do to, to make yourself available. If you have skills, you should be trying to maximize your exposure to companies and let them compete against each other for your talents because there's so many programmers that are hard to get and hard to keep that companies will will pay for someone with unique skills right now. Why'd you leave me out, Steve? Well, I mean, are you hiring programmers, Georgia? I might be. Okay. What are you what are you programming? What are you what are you uh, building? Nothing. nothing. No, no. What, what what oh, oh, so it's a secret. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you hiding from just, us, Georgia Dow? <laughs> I, I might be using this as well. Okay. I'm just saying I might be. I'm okay. not, but I might be. So, are you so learning to program? Like are you learning to program? I, I actually um, have uh, done a little bit, but no. Oh, <laughs> so so I've you abandoned ship. So so you too, if you go to Indeed Prime, you could end up working for Georgia's secret espionage company. So that's that's something that you could do. Um, anyway, so, so, uh, and thank you very much to Indeed Prime for sponsoring this episode of Disruption and all of Relay FM. I like so, that name. I like that name. It's like half Optimus Prime. Yeah. Yes. But it's half like, you know, like Prime Directive. Like, yeah. that's a great name. It's Gosh. A good name. Gosh. I'm going to, do you think they'd have any legal problem if I just rename Giant Space Cat to Indeed Prime? Do what you if, think what they if would we mind? called our, our yeah. new uh, Nerf, Nerf War area uh, Estrogen Prime? I love it. Estrogen Prime. It. Ooh, Estrogen that's good. Prime. That's it. <laughs> That's, that's it. That's that's your new business venture. That's it. We'll get MRAs yelling at us, Georgia. But I already have I mean, that I mean, you'll get MRAs yeah. yelling at you regardless. So, I mean, you know, you may as well at least give them a reason. So why don't we talk about Google and all the things that they want to do to your photos? And and speaking of, you know, making you more connected to your spouse, one of the things in particular that they announced at Google I.O. last week is that they want to enable you to share automatically to a cert- to a particular person that you let the Google Photos platform know who they are and then you pick certain faces and then of people that you want to share pictures of and then from that point forward Google will just identify those people and share those photos to that person automatically <sighs> without you having to do anything. And and this is one of those I think this is one of those features that you either cringe like re- reflexively when you hear it or you think that this is one of the best things in the world. And I I think that there are some people who are, you know, there I saw a lot of positive press about this feature. Um it's reducing emotional labor basically that it's taking some of the effort of going through finding photos that you need to share and then sharing them out with somebody who you know that you want to send all those pictures to like if you for example like if you and Frank 
were taking pictures of your dogs ripping up furniture in your house and you wanted those to automatically be shared to one another, then you wouldn't have to think about every time that Rocket tears apart a, tears apart a couch to have to send it to Frank. She's it would just go there. That. She's oh. never chewed a giant <laughs> hole in my couch that we sit oh. on to this day. There's no evidence for that. <laughs> no, okay. This is, this is my thought about this okay have you guys read the horror novel the circle which is a movie out now with emma watson and tom hanks have you guys read this no no i haven't okay so it's a it's a story about a girl that graduates uh she kind of gets into a dead-end job and then her best friend gets her a job at a company that's pretty much apple and google rolled together called the circle and the the thing with the circle is it it takes all this happy language of techno futurism uh, but it's really struggling with the um, consequences to privacy because of that. And basically what happens is she's slowly ushering in the age of um, basically fascism, techno fascism. Uh, so Literally, Steve, like one of the things you you linked us a story from The Verge on this, yeah. where um, you know the story is talking about how you know one of Google's things they said at I/O was what was it not sharing things with each other is mean or something like that. That is a literal line from the <laughs> novel. That is a literal line when they're doing the like you know war is peace. Uh, you know, and like truth is lies. Like one of their things, like not sharing is lies. And, you know, like not sharing is stealing. And it's like, it's literally, that's literally the thing that it's going for here. And I, I get like reducing emotional labor. I understand that, but let's not kid ourselves. They're trying to figure out a way to get all your data there so they can keep like geotagging the entire earth and having like this, this terrifying amount of information about mankind. So, you know, like that's, let's be real. You know, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Like, how many times have you taken a photo and not wanted to share it because it, you look horrible in it or you're chewing something or it might be private or... Criminating. Like, it sounds like... Yeah. <laughs> it, it just seems like a horrible, horrible idea. And on Google's part, it seems like exactly as you said, Brie, just a, a grab for, for more personal relationships. Think about already Facebook kind of you connect relationships to each other and it's like that seven degrees of, of uh, separation in between everyone and how are we all connected like a spider web. Well, Google wants in on that. And so this is one way that they can say like, oh, it's too hard for you to pick a photo and press the send button on for someone. So I'm going to do that for you because that would be way too much for you because you couldn't think that on your own of I should send this photo or not. It, it seems one is I'm going to end up with an influx of photos that are going to bog down my computer systems that I don't want to see. I, you know, there's only so many photos that I want to look at <clears throat> and I don't want Google to have this information about me and I don't want to be tagged. My, my issue is that now I'm going to be tagged to other people. So I don't even have any power in this anymore because yeah. if I don't use this, someone else can tag me from their side. And I'm like, I don't want that either. So it's almost like I can't even opt 
out. It's it's like those uh, oversharers, right? Like you're like stuck in it whether you like it or not. And I want to opt out. I want to be like, you know, I want to have that Google's uh, like the UK has where you have the right to be forgotten. I don't want anyone sending me photos automatically. If you yep. cannot take the time to choose a photo that you have thought about to send to me because it would be special and send it, I don't want it. Yeah, yeah I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, the, you know, Google collecting a whole bunch of data and then, you know, turning it into Skynet is just kind of what they do. And I, it's hard for me to get upset about it anymore just because, I mean, I, I try to limit what I give to them anyway, but that's just what they do. It's like the scorpion and the frog, right? Like, that's just mm-hmm. their nature and that's what they're going to do. I, I think that this kind of rubbed me the wrong way because – and it kind of goes back to why I ended up pulling back from Facebook ultimately and because – like one of the things that and I mean, I don't need to tell anybody this because if you exist, if you if you're able to subscribe to a podcast, you you know how Facebook works. But like every year on my birthday, I would get like this flood of notifications from Facebook and I would feel really terrible about it. And the reason is that I and, and you know, maybe this is just me being screwed up in the head. I don't know. But. Um, it, it was kind of like instead of it being, oh, these thinking about it in a way that, oh, this is really nice that all these people wanted to wish me a happy birthday. The way that it got it ended up feeling for me was none of these people at, wouldn't know when my birthday is if Facebook didn't tell them. Mm-hmm. And mm. to that, it felt kind of forced to me. You know, I don't like know if I that's know that's the healthiest take, Steve. I don't Just think it is either. But yeah, no, I, and I know that that's I not a healthy bad. take. I feel bad. I don't think I know when your birthday is. No, and that's fine. <laughs> Am I right? the only one feeling? No, no, no. But I, I, you don't even know when your anniversary is, Georgia. So don't worry oh, about it's, it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but but, you know, but it's just it's the kind of thing that like, you know, I, it feel it, it didn't feel like genuine to me because I know that most of these people would never like I've never told them when my birthday is. They would have no reason to know. And so it didn't feel like genuine as though like if somebody texted me and wished me happy birthday, that would be different than just, you know, oh, Facebook is saying it's your birthday. Go ahead and tell people that, you know, go ahead and say happy birthday to them. You know, I I don't right. and and maybe I'm taking that a little bit too far because of my own self esteem issues. But I think there's something there that it just it, it it takes some of the personal touch out of it when you have a machine either prompting or just plain old doing it for you. Mm-hmm. In when it comes to that kind of you know those kinds of emotional labor tasks. Yeah, I mean, am I am I completely off on that, Georgia, <laughs> or is that? No, there, but let's okay. let's let's play devil's advocate. So okay. what would be the benefits to this? To Google's system, you mean? Yeah. Um I mean, I think that if you have if you just want everything to go into a shared library, right? Like you want to be able to access all the pictures of your kids. Like let's say that you're you know, you're someone who travels a lot for work, right? And you're you know, your spouse is taking a lot of pictures of your kids or your or your dog or, you know, your your ferret or whatever, you know, whatever it happens to ferret? be. Right? <laughs> I, you know, I don't I don't judge. Is that what you, you know? think of people with nine kids, Steve? Like, I don't know what they're doing, taking pictures of their ferret. Some people have ferrets as pets, okay. you know. Okay. I'm not going to judge. They smell <laughs> terrible, but they're they're still pet, kept by pets as pe- by people. Um, okay. I said dogs first before I got to ferrets. Um, <laughs> notice I didn't say anything about cats. So, <laughs> you know, shots fired. But 
you know, if you have somebody who's traveling off for work and and they're away and they want to be able to, you know, keep them connected to all these pictures and, you know, maybe that's something that they just want to get those all out as they go throughout their day as opposed to, like, maybe they're not all great, but they just want them to see everything. Maybe that's something. But again, I don't know that it's, like, it kind of gets to how much time are you really saving, like, to go through the the, you know, the list of photos that you've taken, pick a couple of good ones and share it out. It's not that much extra effort, right? It takes, but it also takes mindfulness, which is the piece that a system like this is missing. (laughs) I can see it being useful if you have to send a whole bunch of pictures to work or like, you know, a massive amount of photos because you're uh, logging like, you know, uh, every single photo that's going to be changing in the environment and you need to do a massive amount of photos and that will then send them to them for you. I, I can understand for that. Um, yeah, but that's not even what yeah. this is for. This is specifically for sending pictures of people, uh, yeah. you know, that you're yeah. like you're tagging mm. faces and then sending pictures of those people to the other person. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I think we've all had that friend that thinks we're <laughs> too a little barely just a little more interested in their kids than we may <laughs> actually be. And they like want to send you pictures constantly. So I can. I can see this used for that. I, yeah. oh, I don't know. Can I, can I have a little pet peeve that, that has nothing to do with Google? But, yeah. but <laughs> I dislike it when, um, when someone shows me photos on their phone. And I totally get that you, know, you should not be swiping on other people's photos on the phone. But that if they're swiping, then I no longer have control about how long this entire process is going to take. And they're the slow swipers that are going to give you infinite amount of details about their 100 pictures from their, you know, trip to North Carolina or something. And I'm like, by like picture four, I'm like, okay, I, I need out. I need out. <laughs> Someone call me. I need some sort of safety word. I like something. This has to end. That That is um, a bother to me. So see, yeah. this would save you time because then they just spam all those pictures of the of their trip to your phone. And then you could swipe through them very quickly and then be done with the whole the whole activity. Or not open it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I should I should point out before people write in and correct us this that at least for right now, this feature is limited to exactly one person. So it really is for specifically for like a significant other or, you know, a, a parent to a grandparent or something like that, as opposed to just like they said that they're going to open it up to potentially more contacts as it's as they figure out use cases for that. But this really is limited to one person of specific faces. But that doesn't mean that that's not something that they're going to, you know, expand as time goes on, too, because does Google ever stop at anything? No, they just keep doing more of everything. So except for Google Reader, Um. (laughs) I I say throw it in the sea, throw it in the sea. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair and measured take, I think. Yeah, Yeah, that's me, Steve, fair and measured. Fair and measured. Uh, so any, anything else about that? Or should we talk about Zelda? Cause we haven't talked about Nintendo for, for more than five minutes in, in an episode. And this is now the Nintendo podcast. Now that we're not you doing a video game here podcast anymore. Last week, Steve Lubitsch, you're playing hooky from disruption. <laughs> it's true. It's you're true. skipping out. Yeah. You're doing God knows what probably yeah. at the arcade with those hooligan boys in your class. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about this last week. 
Breath of the Wild is like the greatest game I've ever played in my entire life. It is so Jeez. good. It is so good. It is so good. The Switch is an amazing freaking system overall, but Zelda is freaking incredible. And I mean, what I can't figure out is like, clearly you started playing Zelda and then at some point you stopped. Yeah. And that's what I can't figure out. Like, did you re-break? <laughs> Did your daughter like put the disc in the microwave? Like what oh, happened? Boy. I don't Steve, understand. Steve, you have to defend yourself. No, they yeah. haven't done that since they ruined my Mass Effect three disc uh, years ago, which is a thing that happened. But um, no, I mean it's something I play mostly with them as quality time, and we just haven't had a lot of a lot of time to do it lately because they've just been running around with activities and stuff like that. But it's I enjoy it when we're playing it, but I spent a lot of time just wandering around aimlessly before I finally just gave up and found a walkthrough, which is what I should have done from the beginning. But I read a lot of people saying, Oh no, just wander around and, and find things to do. And that's, and that's That's not how I, that's not how I play games like literally at all ever. Um, Like I, I am the opposite of the people who say, turn all of the all of the the heads up displays off in the game like i'm the opposite of that like give me everything give me give me flashing arrows and big neon signs that say go here because i just don't have the the time or the patience to wander around but it's you know it's once we got going with it it got better um i felt like i was just kind of walking forever for the first like 6 hours of the game until you get to like the first divine beast area or you know getting it good and it it was good it was good like when you get into a dungeon or you get into a shrine and there's a puzzle there and there's like an actual gameplay element it's really really good and i but there's a lot of just walking to get there and and i'm not an explore the environment type of person like i I just want to get to what I'm. If you're I want not to get to the point. Explore the environment, guy. Person, this ain't your game, Lubitz. This no, I know that's the problem. Yeah, and, and it's like it's like little things. Oh. Like I will, I'll be wandering around. I'll get into a fight, and then my weapon will break, and then I'll have to go find another weapon. And it's just like a lot of like for somebody with ADD, like all the little interruptions of getting from point A to point B make it kind of a hard game to play at times. Oh. Um. And, you know, but I'll, I'll play it with them and they they enjoy it a lot. So I enjoy it with them. Um, and, and it's more like we're playing that as family time. So we, I try to save it mm-hmm. for when they're all around. Um, but I as far as like I'm not drawn to play it when they don't when not to say that I don't enjoy it when we're playing it, but I'm not drawn to play it when they're not up for playing it. All right. All right. Okay. So I've heard your negative opinion and I respect <laughs> it, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> and now you're going to tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I, I, and like, this is such an amazing game and the switch is such a just freaking amazing system. Like, you know, we, I came on this trip, so I haven't been at home since Thursday and I don't get home until Saturday. So this has been a long time on the road and to have a real honest to God, triple a game machine in my purse the entire time where I can play Zelda, where I can play Puyo, where I can play Mario Kart eight, mm. where if I'm mm. meeting people at a convention and they're like, yeah, I'm a gamer. I can just pull out Mario Kart and we can start playing that together. It's freaking awesome. And yeah, yeah. like Zelda is, it is 
it is like a magical adventure of going through Hyrule. Like the problem is Zelda has always felt like, you know, it's a series of dungeons and you just get through the dungeons as quickly as possible. This gives Hyrule like a flavor and a feel. Like the volcano area is very different than the ice area. And like discovering all these secrets as you're going along, it is utterly magical. It is completely magical and breathtaking. And what I love about this game is even the amiibos, the way that they've used amiibos is so awesome in this game. Like typically, um, you know, an amiibo will just unlock some dumb costume or something completely pointless. In this game, the amiibo is the best way to like stockpile food. It's the best way to get weapons. It's the best way to get new costumes. And it is... Like, I've gone out and I've bought a ton of Amiibos. We're probably going to have a fundraiser at WWDC where the invite is like, hey, you want to come unlock Epona? Well, I've got the link Amiibo that will let you do that. Uh, oh, that's I mean, cool. Yeah, it, it's, I, I just, you know, I understand that, like, you aren't a Far Cry fan, Steve. Yeah. So this game is not going to relate to you as much because it is about solving environment puzzles and like looking up the mountain and go, how am I going to climb that mountain? How am I going to yeah. get there? Cause I'll freeze to death as I'm going. Well, am I going to go hunt some hot peppers and make like a dish that will warm me up so I can get up that high? Am I going to go like find some climbing gear? I understand that that's not your game type, but you're just so negative week yeah. after week after week about <laughs> Nintendo. I just, it's, I honestly don't yeah. know how to interpret it anymore. Uh, you know, it's, it's just that I, I, it, this is the cycle of life for me basically, but oh, I, no. you know, you know what, it, you know what the other thing that it is, I think it really is a difference between playing it on switch and playing it on the Wii U because <laughs> if you're playing it, a game like, like Zelda, which is a game that you're pretty much going to, you're going to walk around for a while. You'll, you'll get to an objective Maybe you need to stop for something and, you know, go make dinner or whatever. You you press the power off and then it just you just pick it up when you're when you can play it again. Right. Like it's yeah. not like it's not like you have to boot up a whole system in order to play it. And I think that's the difference. Yeah, like every time every time that we want to like playing it on the Wii U, every time that we want to play, it's, you know, OK, well, now I need to go turn on the Wii U. I need to fiddle with the the inputs. I need to put in my password. I need to wait a good several minutes for the game just to load and then we, and then get through the title screen and then load my save game and then we can start. And so it got to a point where we were, we did go exploring trying to find one of the memories early on. And then we ended up getting really anxious about finding a shrine somewhere because we were going to have to say we were, we were not never going to get back here. Right. And it's like, if I, it's the kind of thing that, if I knew I could just, you know, kind of power it off and then come back later and didn't have to do it like right then because it's a whole thing to get it started again, that might change the, the um, you know, the experience a little bit because this is something that it would be a lot more fun if I was like, you know, grinding through dungeons like on a train ride to work, right? Or, right. or something like that when it's something that you actually have to dedicate time to play and like if you only have like an hour to play and half of that is just walking from point A to point B, it doesn't it doesn't generally feel as like you're getting like like you're doing it like you're getting anywhere. Right. When you're when a lot of the, the game time is just like, OK, well, we're going to get to the top of that tower and it ends up taking us like half an hour 
just to walk to the base of the tower, like not even like getting up it, then that doesn't feel great when you have a limited time to play and it's and it there's that much friction in getting started with it. It does if that makes sense. Yeah, it just seems like a it I don't know. It's never it, I mean I I didn't think it, it was my type of game to begin with, right? Like I I was not super excited about the idea of it of basically Zelda being Skyrim and that's basically what it is. Um that's never been my type of game to begin with. Too. It just so, seems week by week we come on the show yeah. and you have such a a hyper specific use case with anything <laughs> that you do. You're like, yeah. you cannot waste my time and I've got X, Y, and Z <laughs> considerations with kids and oh, there's this one thing that's wrong with it and I just can't stand it. It just I I I it just it feels needlessly negative to me. And, uh, well, I mean that's even, just because we're not yeah, but we're not talking about the stuff that I am enjoying, it, like the and, yeah, I mean that's that's because we're talking about Nintendo week after week, and we, Nintendo's just not doing it for me lately. Is is really what, what is doing to. it for you, Steve? Okay, so so can I? Uh, you want me to talk about something that I that I am really excited about? We can do. We can prove to Bree that okay. you are positive and filled with light and happiness. There is no salt in Steve. I bought the um the Hot Wheels expansion for Forza Horizon this past okay. week. It is awesome. It is fantastic. So have you have you heard anything about this at all? Or no, I haven't played it at all. Okay, so this just came out a couple weeks ago. So it's a Hot Wheels branded expansion for Forza Horizon. So imagine. So we talked about Forza Horizon on on this show yeah, when it I came love out. It. It's a great game. Yeah, it's it's amazing, right? So imagine Forza Horizon, but instead of the um, you know the tracks through the city or the or the environment, they built everything out of orange Hot Wheel tracks, and mm. so you're doing like loop de loops over the ocean. And you're like launching yourself over, you know, these huge jumps after coming out of the loop-de-loops and just going around these ridiculous courses with these fantastic cars. And it is it is so much fun. How so did they much work fun. that into the game's story? Um, well, they, they didn't really. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we built this island over here. <laughs> so right um, so, so you, you're in actual real cars but they yeah. brought in hot wheel tracks yeah. on an island yeah they yeah they show like all these all these like construction equipment like dropping the orange pieces of track over this island and everything's over the water oh and you just yeah it's really 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 fun all right like, I'll check that okay Bree, yeah. Bree, does that count it it counts it counts i okay. just want i just want steve to be Oh. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it is. It's okay, just it's just Zelda's not the Zelda's not the thing for me. But there are all right, all right. there are games that I legitimately enjoy, and the, the, like this, this seriously, like this is delightful. Uh, in I mean, uh, you know, Forza Horizon Three is delightful to begin with, just with like how ridiculous it can be at times, and this just it takes it to the next level, and it's just it's so much fun. Fantastic. It's I can't recommend it enough. So. Yeah. So we've got about 10 minutes before yeah. Georgia has to go. You want to get to our question? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can do that. So, and as always, we will, you can uh, send us a tweet with the hashtag disrupt me, or you can DM the, the show account or call us and we'll give you all of that information at the end that I will have to dig up because Micah has that all and I have to remember how to do it. Um, but in the meantime, we have one question um, from Matt, who says, "Good day from down under Disrupticons." Uh, I'm not going to do an Australian accent because that's going to be that's going to be terrible for everybody. <laughs> um, uh, as a brief backstory, I've been trying for years to get a developer job, but due to not having a university or college degree, nobody would give me the time of day. 
As such, I've been studying uh, by correspondence to get my degree, and I'm due to complete it early next year. I finally got a break in April when I secured a position as an iOS developer, even though I'm yet to graduate, which for me couldn't be more perfect, but at times I can't shake the feelings of inadequacy or incompetence, in part because I have no degree yet, and in part because some aspects of the app we're we're working on, which someone else wrote before I started, still confused the crap out of me. Welcome to programming. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My question is, are these feelings normal for someone starting essentially their dream job in a field they've not worked in but have aspired to get into? And as an aside, if you guys are in or have had a dream job, how did you you feel going into it? Oh, God. Um, Yeah. Yeah, this is normal. This is very normal. There's no point (laughs) in computer science career ever where you'll feel like you know what you're doing ever. Ever, unless you're like not trying anymore. Like, that's back me up, Steve, right? Yeah. You feel stupid all day and that's your job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, programming as a career is feeling stupid for about four hours until you feel smart for about five minutes. Yeah. That's, that's what programming is. And if you are, if you feel like you've learned everything and you know what you're doing, then yeah, you're probably need to challenge yourself more because like it's so i think that the fact that you don't know what you're doing trust me nobody else knows what they're doing either and you will be uh, you know uh, based on some of the code that i've had to work with trust me nobody everybody just gets things working and they're just amazed that they got it working at the end of the day and anybody who's telling you otherwise is probably lying to you so So, georgia georgia back can you help me understand something here so I came from a family. I came from a family where, you know, my parents just bought me anything I was interested in. And was they were just like, here you go, have fun, go learn how to do it. Whether it was like rewiring the electrical system of a car or putting together a computer, like whatever. I am always a little mystified by people that feel like they need A, B, or C, like a stamp of approval from a college to go do something. I'll give you an example. I have a friend, I'm not going to give her name, it's M.M. or her initials. She's by far the smartest woman in our class. She's personable, likable, she works in law. And right now, like, she feels she has to go back and get a master's degree before running for office. And I'm utterly just confused by that. Like, am, am I wrong to be confused by that? I mean, do you think, why do you think people like put these artificial barriers for themselves? Or do you think that's not a fair way to think about it? I I think that it's fear. Um, I think that for many people, it's just the way that people say is that you have to do this this way. I I actually have something I wanted to ask you a question about, Brie, that, that is exactly along these lines. Yeah. Is that, you know, people feel like, this is the way to do it. And so because of that, everyone goes into it. And especially in the States, you you can become heavily into debt in a field where, you know, if you know your stuff and you're able to do it, you can get hired for that. Yeah. And so I think that most of it is just fear. And I think that a lot of people, it is hard to walk a different path. And because everyone else is walking one way and they seem to be okay, people are like, well, then we, that should be the only way to do it. And there's many different ways to do things. And when we talk about diversity, it's also diversity of ideas and doing things that feel right to you with your eyes open and looking into it, but doing what feels right to you. And I have someone that she wants to become a programmer. And um, I was actually talking about you, Brie, how you did this, you did this, you learned it on your own. And I was wanting to know with 
um, someone that, you know, she wants to become a programmer, she's new to it, what would be the best resources? And I know you've told us before, but I forget. What's the best way to start programming? And she would like to learn, like, C Sharp. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a friend for this one. So <laughs> what would be the way to do it? So honestly, straight up, if I wanted to teach someone to learn programming, if they were an adult or whatever, I would probably mm-hmm. do this. I would probably start with, um, it's a game called Human Resource Machine, mm, which is yeah. available on Mac, iOS. It's even on Nintendo Switch. It is a game that is a really, 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 really fun, good game that teaches you how to start thinking about programming problems. Um, okay. Basically, you have a very simple kind of um, or next loops that you can do. And basically, you're going and doing that. Um, as far as, like, I don't know specifically who teaches C-sharp. I would look at, like, lynda.com. But the the only way you're going to learn to do it is to, like, sit down and code C-sharp. I would probably, like, do a simpler language program first. Like, I might um, mess with uh, you know, visual scripting. You know, uh, Java is taught in colleges for very good reason. It's very easy to learn. Ruby on Rails is easy to learn, too. C-sharp yeah. is a great language. Like, that will keep you employed for the rest of your life. But honestly, this is, I swear to God, this is true. It is the difference in people that are going to succeed in that and fail at that is just the people that spend their butt in the chair figuring it out. And some people need to go pay a ton of money for a degree to make them spend that time in the chair figuring it out. Formal education is great for some people. I came from a very privileged background, right? So, you know, I was taking college classes in this in programming when I was 13. So, you know, you've got to do what works for you, but I would just encourage anyone to, to realize Think of how we're socialized in this country. You are taken at an age where many people, many children go and play, but we don't do that in this country. We sit you down and we start teaching you to work like a machine before you can even think. And you have a school system that teaches you to a test and you're punished if you don't do exactly what is said. And then the fear is putting God to you that if you break some rule, it's going to go on your permanent record and your life is going to be screwed up even though Mm -hmm. no one will look at it again. So I think we inculcate people to believe that formal education is the only way to get ahead, is a way to get ahead. But I think it's a false um, barrier. Yeah, can I just add on to what what you were saying Please, about yeah. about teaching? Yeah. So, because especially because I've done a fair amount of training other developers, you know, in my career too, and I think that the, all the advice that you gave Bree is, is really good. Though I'll add Python to the list because Python's also a pretty a a pretty easy language to learn. Also, because um, it, it's a very it's a pretty easy language to learn, and it it's used in a lot of different settings. So it's a good first language. I don't know if it's about it. I don't know how good of it is as a first language, but it's a fairly easy language to pick up. And the syntax isn't too terribly hard to uh, to figure out. But the one thing, regardless of what language you learn or, you know, whether you're going to learn, the most important thing is to give yourself some sort of a project. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not it's it's you can't you could go to something like Coursera or you could go to iTunes U or you could go to Linda, whatever, and go sit through all the tutorials and you would know the syntax and it yep. probably won't sink in 
because when you learn how to program is not just learning the syntax. It's when you're sitting in front of the computer and the thing is throwing an error and you don't know why and you sit there for six hours in front of it until you finally get it to work. And that's going to do two things for you. One, that's really how you're going to learn how the how the language works and how the and how programming works. And two, that's going to teach you really quickly if this is for you or not. Because yeah. if you don't get if you don't get the rush at the end of that of feeling like you just like conquered the world, then you may not want to go into programming long term because that's kind of what you live for as a programmer. You that's end the up, whole job. Yeah. That is that's the, the entire job. job. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be Googling Stack Overflow, trying to find solutions and talking to friends. But that's the job. So, yeah, yeah there. It yeah. Is. So so absolutely. Like if you, it, you know, until you've actually like built something with your own two hands, it's you're, you're not really going to know how that thing works. But once you've done that, it's also something you can put in a portfolio, too. Um, but you need to do that in order to really understand it to be able to use it again. And then once you've done that, then you're golden pretty much. All right. Just want to make sure to get to that second point of the part of the uh, of Matt's question also, which is um, and, and that's more. This is more for you, Bree. Sure. Um, as a as an out and proud gay man who insists on calling his partner husband, even though our back to, backwards government won't let me make it official. I'd like to ask if there are any online queer people of tech communities that you would recommend that I look into joining. Ah. Huh. You know, honestly, I think of myself as like like my categories of oppression in tech go woman number one, <laughs> and then <laughs> queer is so far down the list that honestly, I've never thought that um, for a second. I honestly don't know. I wish I could help you. Um, shoot me a tweet, and I will ask people, and we'll see if we can find them because that's a we'll, that's a fantastic we'll do it on the next question. show. Yeah, yeah we'll so we'll, we'll, we'll have fo- we'll have follow up for the next show. Then we'll do Sounds that. Sounds amazing. Sounds okay, amazing. awesome. All right. So that being the case, you can find that next show and all of our other shows at our show notes at relay.fm slash disruption. If you want to uh, if you want to send your questions in like Matt did, you can uh, call our voicemail, which you can find at five zero eight four one eight three five three two. Or you can email us from the contact link on the show notes or you can uh, send us a DM or tweet us with the hashtag disrupt me and we will get to those questions on a future show. Um, in the meantime, fo- also find uh, the Twitter account for this show at underscore disruption FM. Uh, you can find me at wicked good. You can find uh, Micah at Micah Sargent and uh, Brie, where can people find you? I Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Bree, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm Uh-oh. feeling the urge to demand that people oh. review the show this week. Oh, no. Oh, I'm no. Oh, no. All right. Oh, oh, all right. Here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Take cover, everybody. Hmm. You listen to me. <laughs> you listen to me really good. If you don't get up off your computer right now and go to iTunes and review on your our computer. show Get back on that computer and review <laughs> this show, because if you don't, Georgia and I and the estrogen tornado will let you down. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was estrogen prime now. All of it. Fire phasers. Fire phasers. If you don't review this show, you don't want to be on my bad side, especially when I'm Congresswoman. No. 
No, you don't want. I have the legal constitutional ability to declare war, so you better review our show. You you do not want to be up against an estrogen tornado with subpoena power. Definitely, that is not what you want. Wait, wait. Next week she's gonna have that, and in the end she's gonna like like fire off like two hundred Nerf pellets. (laughs) They're called phasers, Georgia. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Fire phasers. Fire phasers. Uh, and where can they hide? What what Twitter account could they hide from if they if they make the mistake of not reviewing the show? Yeah, you should definitely hide from the account Space Cat Gal. Also, the the account Georgia underscore Dow. Like, oh yeah, that's you, oh well, yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. I'm the sleeper cell. So be careful, because like while Bree's like hiding inside of the trunk, which sounds dangerous. Make sure it does not lock on yeah. you. I'm like already scared. Like you know, then I'll be like behind the corner where he's trying to run to, and then I like jump out. With like two falcons and uh, two like like sidearm nerf guns. Georgia, I've got Terminator legs from miles and miles of running. I just kick open the trunk. With my, <laughs> with my, uh, I, I'm just ton, imagining ton you with a legs. nerf gun that shoots falcons. Like I don't that's know why this seems more than than Rambo. This seems more like like a team like bam 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 and then like yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh God Almighty. And and uh, where if they if they choose not to rate the show, can they find some videos to help with the, with the anxiety for what inevitable fate is going they to befall be, them after they that? You should be anxious if you don't rate the show. You should be anxious, and then head on over to anxiety-videos.com, and you can of course, uh, you know, beg for mercy um, at at Georgia underscore Dow. All right. Are you uh, ever going to get the real Twitter, Georgia? You know, there's ever? the squatter is still on there talking about Justin Bieber. They have not been there. In like I don't know, like how many years? Like how long does it take till till someone says like get off get off the the twit? Like she does not use this. One. <laughs> this this. You're you gone. Know, I. Uh... Well, well, Georgia. Normally, Micah would tell me to end the show, but I'm going to let you do that. So why don't you uh, have something to say to our listeners? Five phases. <laughs> Janeway brush. I've heard that ten times on this show. That's the only one I something. have. That's <laughs> it. That's it. She's a one trick pony. I've, I've how about, how about this? Now. What about when, when like the Borg are blah 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 at Janeway, and then she just goes end transmission, and she walks off screen. She goes. She goes end transmission. <laughs> not as good. It's not as good, though. It's not as good. Not as good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I think. I think you need to. I think your your assignment for next week. Is you're gonna go? You're gonna go watch some Voyager, and you're gonna come back with some some new material for us, so that we're not, okay. you know, we're not we're not that. recycling the old uh, the old isometric material. Like this oh, is a gosh, new era. Yeah, yeah. We've never, we've, we've never, never done anything like that ever. Never hold ourselves to low standards. <laughs>